This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in there end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, hits to his right, gets to the 20. He's in the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Sweeps down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post. And it's good. Click, click, boom! What's going on, faithfuls? It's your boy Mike from the Nothing But Niners crew, and I am back with March Madness. It's supposed to be at midnight. Some things happened, couldn't really do the show last night, but I'm back with the makeup episode and you're going to get one tonight at midnight as well, in addition to our standard Thursday show. So make sure you guys are here, okay? Lock in, guys. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. But this is a March Madness episode. You guys get me for 15 minutes, all right? 15 minutes of straight questions and answers starting now. Let's do this. All right. Mark chimes in. OG Big Mike, how's your day going? Hey, man, so far, so good. Uh, beautiful weather outside. It's 70 degrees, but there's an overcast. It's the weirdest thing. Like, it's cloudy. It's, like, drizzled a couple times, but it's really, really, really nice outside. I'm looking forward to the Party in the Palisade video uh, today, later on when my girls are in ballet, because it's, it's nice to have a cigar in the car weather. So I'm excited, looking forward to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, he says, considering he didn't start as a rookie and his career with San Francisco ended poorly, how different do you think Harbaugh's 49ers are if they drafted Watt instead of Allen? So I was looking at that, and the numbers for those first four years weren't too different. Now, you got to remember that Harbaugh was only here 11, 12, 13, and 14, okay? And in that time, Alden Smith finished with 14 sacks, 19 and a half sacks. Now, we're just talking sacks here, okay? Just sacks, all right? So that takes him up to 33 and a half sacks. Then he had eight and a half sacks. That's 42 sacks. And then his last year, he only played in seven games. He had two sacks. All right. So what did I say? Uh, 33, 33 and a half, 42, 44, 45. So that's 45 sacks in four years, which, by the way, on an average, is pretty solid, right? But J.J. Watt, I know his numbers look a little different. When you first think about it, because he had the year with 20, right? But he had five and a half sacks one year in 20, 2011. He had five, uh, 20 and a half sacks the second year. So that takes his total up to 26. Okay. Then his fourth year, oh shit, never mind. This is where, this is where JJ Watt starts to make a little bit of separation. Uh, his third year, he had 10 and a half sacks. So you go 26 to 36 and a half. 
And then the fourth year, this is where J.J. Watt really went crazy. Another 20 and a half sacks right there. So, I mean, that's where J.J. Watt really, really got busy. He got uh, 21, 31 and a half, 34, oh, man, 40, 21, 41, 51, 56. So he, he finished with 56 sacks in those four years. So I don't think it would have been that big of a difference. I'll be completely honest with you. Because Harbaugh's team wasn't missing a pass rusher. You know, we had guys uh, still carrying their weight, even though it was a three-man front. Uh, but you still had the outside linebackers getting doing their thing. Ahmad Brooks was nobody to, like, just scoff at. You know what I mean? He was in there. They had the rotation with um, Aaron Lynch. Something Lynch. What was his name? Aaron Lynch? I think his name was Aaron Lynch. He was out there at one point. Aaron Lynch. Damn, now you're testing me, bro. I can't even remember. Yes, his name was Aaron Lynch. Now, let me just see what year he was with the Niners, because that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yes. Yeah, 2014. He was a rotational guy. Okay, yeah. He was a rotational guy. So we had some good sack people. It wasn't sacks. It wasn't quarterback pressures. We always got pressures, uh, even down the stretch there. So I don't think it would have changed too much of Harbaugh's fortunes here. All right, guys, type your questions, okay? You guys don't see it right there. March Madness, type your questions for 15 minutes. I'm doing rapid fire or try to do rapid fire, okay? So keep the questions coming. No need to pay. No need for contributions or anything like that. I got my eye on got my eye on Twitter just to make sure there's no breaking news that I need to give to you guys. Although I am getting, oh, I'm going to say I am getting tagged in something, but nope, that's not breaking news. So, all right. Uh-oh, wait a second. I do have breaking news here. The 49ers picked up fullback Kyle Juszczyk's option for the 2023 through 2025 seasons per source. He's due $3.75 million this season and now has an additional $1.25 fully guaranteed. So the 49ers, breaking news, guys. 49ers making some breaking news right now uh, for Kyle Juszczyk, our fullback. All right? So I wonder if this means that they can work around some of that money now. I wonder. I mean, he don't have a whole lot to work around in the first place. Uh, but I like that, man. Fully guaranteed in 2023. All right. So there you have it, man. That's Tom Palacero tweeting that out right there. Look at that. See, someone told me just grab the phone, take a look, see what was going on. And boom, right there. 49er news. All right, let's get back to these questions here. Mark says, if you can go back to 2013, would you be okay if the Niners got blown out by Seattle in the championship game if it meant Bowman never gets injured? How different is 2014 if Bowman is healthy? Oh, you're going to make me say it, man. All right. I don't think 2014 was going to go the Niners way. The quarterback position wasn't really the best. Um, they tried to make Colin Kaepernick this pocket guy. They they wanted to harness how much he was running. And, you know, naturally you want Colin Kaepernick to improve as a pure passer, um, but forcing him to do it are two different things. And uh, I I didn't really like what I saw from him as a quarterback that season. So I don't think Bowman had anything to do with it. the offense. Had to go out there and really um, kind of like, kind of like the 49ers this past season, right? It's cool when you got guys out there and they're, they're doing their thing. Our defense played, top three level defense all year long until they got tired. The offense has to do something to help out every once in a while and getting 17 points a game is not the way to do it. All right. Have you considered getting any of the hardball Niner players on the show? Would love to see NBN interview someone like Cowboy Smith, Whitner, Sopawaga, Willis. Will NBN be live for the draft? So the last question is yes, we will be live for the draft. And we have had 
uh, players on from the Harbaugh regime. All right, so you got to go back and look through. Um, we had some starting players from the Harbaugh regime on here, believe it or not. Trent, Trent Brown was a starter with Jim Harbaugh. Was it? No, wait, never mind. That wasn't Jim Harbaugh. I don't think it was Jim Harbaugh. Never mind. I might be wrong there. Damn, man. That's a good question, though. But we stopped reaching out for players a while ago. Um, but that is something that we can look into again. It just wasn't something that was really like, uh, let me not say anything negative. But we'll look into it. We will look into it. All right. Does that horrible draft in 2012 bring back? I'm sorry. Does that horrible 2012 draft bring up scenarios like how different would the Niners be right now? If No, because it was too long ago. 2012 was 10 years ago. It's not going to have much of an effect on what we see right now as 49er fans. So I don't think we should sit there and play those games. All right. Uh, Callie Young says, who's your draft crush? I don't have one just yet, man. Um, we are going to get into the draft stuff tonight. So make sure you guys are here. You know, we're, we're our offseason program as far as addressing the draft is here. We already did the free agency stuff and all that. And now it's time to go over, you know, we set our draft board. We tried to discover our biggest needs on the last episode. If you guys haven't seen that one, go back and check it out. Uh, so draft crush stuff, that news is coming later. So make sure you guys check it out. All right. Make sure you check it out. Uh, Mike, are you guys doing a draft show on YouTube again this year? Yes. Yes, we are. The thing is, I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do for night one. Do we just sit there and watch it all together? Because the Niners aren't on the board. Now, we trade up. We're going to explode, right? But we're not likely to trade up. So I don't know if uh, I don't know what we should do night one. But yes, we will be live on YouTube. So make sure you guys are here, okay? Make sure you guys check it out. All right. <clears throat> Mike, have you ever hung out with Wayne, Nick, and Tony all in person together? Yes. Yes. Week three uh, in 2019, we were all, uh, Eric Crocker was there. Uh, Zach was there. Steve was there. I mean, it was, it was a lot of us. Uh, we all went to the home opener in 2019 together. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Uh, Mike, how many games do you predict until Trey has a game with over 400 passing yards? Well, in order for me to do that, man, I would have to see, um, hmm, I would have to see the schedule, right? It's more about the opponents than it is about, uh, Lance and just getting 400 yards. Like you're not going to go out there against the number one defense and, and throw for 400 passing yards. Right. So you got to see the schedule and that's not out yet. So I, I'm not sure. All right. It's it's really, really hard to predict without the schedule. But remind me on when we get the schedule release, remind me and I'll try to answer that question for you. All right. All right. Let's see here. Callie, here we go. Why do 49er fans say we need to be patient with Trey and let him grow? But yet are yet are some impatient with some of our other young players like Sermon Banks, Ambry Moore. Etc. It sounds hypocritical to me. This is a good question, man. And it it to answer it bluntly, it is hypocritical. You know, we want to see the quarterback and we want to take our time and be patient with him, even though we gave up more to acquire him. But the other guys, they're bust as soon as they get on the field. If they're not out there running for a thousand yards in week one and catching 40 touchdown passes, uh, 40 touchdown receptions, or uh, you know, six interceptions in the first time on the field. We view them as busts, you know, it's, it's the, uh, it's the sensationalism, you know, on either side, you know, if a player has a decent game, oh my God, they're the best. 
if they have a game that's just a little under par, oh my God, this was a wasted draft pick. Like you can't, you can't let that sour you, man. Can't let that sour your outlook on the uh, on the team or on the season. You know, sometimes you got to know when to just tune people out. You know what I'm saying? This is a good question here. Keenan says, "Do you really believe in the offensive line?" All right, so my answer in short is yes. But again, without knowing who the offense, I think Mike McGlinchey is going to be back. I think he's going to be back. I think Aaron Banks gets in there. I think Alex Mack stays. You already know what we got in Trent Williams, and that just leaves one other guard spot, whether it's Brunskill or whoever. They're saying it's Jalen Moore. And I heard uh, uh, Kyle mention that. That got me really excited. If Jalen Moore is going to be the guy, I like Jalen Moore playing as a tackle, um, but he was thrown into that position by force due to other injuries. They really intended for him to be a guard. Now that was a Kyle or Lynch that said that. I forget which one it was, but that's exciting. And if that's the case, that is a nasty, physical offensive line. Yeah, I really do believe in the offensive line. If we get that line back, if we get that line back where it's Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, Alex Mack, Jalen Moore, and Mike McGlinchey, the NFL is in trouble. The NFL is in trouble in that situation, man. All right, let's see here. What do we have here? Yep, yep. We talked about juice. We talked about juice. All right. So my guy says, uh, anyone still holding out hope that Sherm's tweet about B-Wags means he's coming to San Francisco? I personally do not hope that, and I don't think that. In fact, Richard Sherman did tweet out he's not coming to San, he's not coming to San Francisco or it's not the Niners or something like that. He did tweet, um, but we shouldn't want Bobby Wagner here. He doesn't upgrade us over any of our starting three linebackers. I know that sounds like blasphemous to say about an all pro, you know, um, pro bowl, super bowl winning linebacker. Right. But the truth is still the truth. He's not an all around upgrade over Aziz or Dre Greenlaw. And he's definitely not an all around upgrade over Fred Warner. Um, sounds blasphemous. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. All right. Keenan says, do you think we will sign Tart? I think that if we go after Tart, it will be after the draft. Tart's not going to have a big market due to, due to how many games he consistently misses. Um, and teams aren't going to want to invest anything in him now because he's going to get more money now than he would later. So the longer you wait to sign him, the cheaper he becomes as a free agent. Right. Um, and teams also aren't going to want to invest anything in him until they go to the draft. There's six or seven uh, safeties that teams like that they might be able to get their hands on before signing a guy like Tart. And Tart's going to, he's good enough where he's going to start on whatever team he gets. He's not going to be beat out by a rookie, right? So let me be clear here. It's not about talent. It's about availability. Uh, do we take a guy who is, if Tart is rated out at an 8.5 as a player, do we take a guy who is a 7.0 and assume that he's here for 16 games, or do we take the 8.5 and assume we're only going to get him for six to six to nine games? You know, so uh, I think teams are weighing that out, but I do think it's possible that we can bring Tart back. All right. Are we looking into a kicker? I don't know, but we should be. We should be. I don't know if that's the case. Robbie Gold's contract is a little hard to get out from under, but Mitch Wisniewski isn't. There is a uh, two-way kicker punter in this uh, draft that if we get them and 
we can trade one of those guys and then we can cut the other guy and it'll actually be cheaper. There is a way to do it, but you got to get the guy, that kid, uh, Ariza, you got to get him because he's a kicker and a punter. That's the only way to really save money. All right. Mariah, what's going on, homie? Um, what's good, Mike? Everything is good. man. Everything is good. Never any complaints. All right. Uh, Callie says, does Arian stepping down open the door for a Brady trade dialogue? It does not. I completely believe that Brady was well aware of what was going on. Um, and Brady worked very, very closely with um, their coordinator. God, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, he worked very, very closely with their coordinator um, all year last year. So that the way the system stays the same, there's no need for him to move. Um, do I have your blessing to name my next dog Niner? Absolutely. Sure. Go for it. You want mine? If you want mine, shoot me a DM. Okay. Um, let's see. We got a couple more seconds here. This will be the last one. Do you, do we think Debo's health holds up? Uh, Debo had his first healthy, healthy season last year and only missed what one game, maybe two. Um, I think, I think Debo can continue at that pace. I do. So I'm going to say yes. If if by holding up you mean what it was last year, it was his it was his best year as far as um, all types of production. It was his best year as far as availability. I do think what we saw last year is sustainable for the young stud in Debo Samuel. All right, so guys, that's going to do it. Thank you all very much. Uh, if you are here just for the March Madness, I'll see you guys at midnight tonight. It'll be the last show of the March Madness because it's the last day of March. Okay, midnight East Coast time. Uh, if you guys are subscribed on Patreon, I'll see you guys a little bit later, probably in about four hours or so on Patreon. Okay. Um, it's Thursday, so that means party in the Palisade video. And if you guys are just regular subscribers here on the YouTube page, we'll see you guys for our Thursday, our regular Thursday show. All right. So you guys got a lot of stuff coming your way. All right. Make sure you guys are locked in and tuning in. Okay. We'll see you guys soon. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. I'm out of here. One. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us, we them nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners.